Let me tell you a little story. The year was 2012. The Mayans had predicted the end of the world. But really, their prediction was just a massive misinterpretation on our part. Whereas the Mayans were not incorrect, the world did not end. It simply changed. In 2012, some mad scientists in Sweden known as CERN discovered the Higgs boson, also known as the God Particle. They took a hydrogen collider, and they decided, upon discovering it, the smartest thing they could do is smash it into pieces and see what happens. This was a very bad idea, and it created something known as the Mandela Effect after creating a ripple in the space-time continuum. Life became strange. It became very odd. Things began to change very drastically. And in 2016, chaos began to ensue across the world. And it all began with the death of a gorilla named Harambe, who was murdered by our own government for the crime of saving a child's life. After 2016, there was a non-stop political shitstorm. A super virus spread around the world, causing mass delusional psychosis. Riots ensued. An evil billionaire by the name of Bill Gates attempted to block out the sun. And a reptilian robot named Mark Zuckerberg has created a fucked up version of augmented reality that he wants everyone to immerse themselves into and be plugged into. <clears throat> now, with all of this chaos following the Mayans' prediction of the end of the world and the changing of the times, you think you could depend on the media to give honest coverage, to give us some journalistic integrity. Did they give that to us? They did not. Because you see, here in America, 90% of all the entertainment we consume and all the media is owned by six corporations. Therefore, all of the narratives you see are controlled, they're manufactured. It reminds me a lot of Plato's allegory of the cave. For those of you who don't remember your community college philosophy class, or simply aren't familiar at all with the allegory. Basically, you've got the puppet master creating shadows in the wall of the cave, the prisoners are looking at it, yada yada, etc., etc. Basically, what it means is that people believe what they see, whether it's real or manufactured. And in this case, plenty of it is manufactured because these six corporations controlling the narrative are lining their pockets with trillions of dollars that the government is printing out left and right, causing mass hyperinflation. So you can't depend on the media to serve you the correct information. But there's a silver lining in all of this, and that there is a group of young journalists who decided to rise to the occasion when their name was called. They decided to tell it how it is. They decided they would not be bought out. They would not be threatened. They would not be put down. They would not pick sides. The only side they are on is their own side and the side of the truth. 
They told it how it is. They continue to tell it how it is. In a world when you can't trust anybody, you are able to trust them to tell it to you however they damn well please. This is their story. This is their podcast. This is Animalitia. It is fantastic to be back. We have not been doing this for a very long time. I've not recorded in this studio for about six months. Um, you know, we've had a lot going on. Uh, there's been a lot of heat on me. Uh, I've had some other uh, creative endeavors I've had to partake in. Uh, I got some exciting stuff on the table. But I'll talk about all that boring stuff later. Um, I would like to take this time to inform our listening public, including our many fans in Turkey, because we have now risen to number 26 in the top 100 on Apple Podcasts of Turkey for entertainment news. Um, thank you, Turkey. Um, uh, you are fun people. Your women are beautiful. Um, please continue to follow, and we will continue to provide you entertaining content. Now I digress. Our beloved CEO, Mr. Bill, has passed away since the last time we did this episode. We have a lantern here in the studio called Bill's Lantern, and we light it up when we podcast in honor of our gone CEO, Mr. Bill. Now many of you might be asking, who's your next CEO? Well, to be honest, you just don't replace a CEO like that. He was a major contributor to this organization. So, we have decided to leave his position vacant. Now, there is another uh, strapping young cat, Tom, brought to my attention. His name is Sky. He apparently lives inside of his house. We are not in his house. I've not been in Tom's house for a long time. But... Uh, this this cat, Sky, he might uh, be making his way to the studio to make a special appearance. And, uh, you know, Tom thinks this, this young cat might have the goods to replace Mr. Bill. And uh, Mr. Bill is a very selfless person. So we think he would be willing to pass the torch because that's just the kind of guy he was. So stay tuned because we may have another cat helping run this company. Perhaps. It's not set in stone yet. But it's something to keep an eye on. We've got lots of fun changes, lots of new people, new faces to our company. And tonight is very special. Tonight, I am introducing a new co-host of the Animalitia podcast, it's truly an honor to have him on this show. He's been a guest before. He's created some very entertaining content. He has a long history of creating content. Many of you may know him from our adventures in cult smashing. We took him down to the abandoned ruins of Faribault. We went into the compound of a demonic cult and uh, he helped us destroy their shit and they deserved it 
But there's plenty of more where that came from. So, everybody, tonight is the very first episode of our brand new co-host and our chief marketing officer of Animalitia Entertainment. I bring to you Bubba, also known as Alex. Alex, please introduce yourself to our 10,000 plus listeners. How's it going, everybody? It's Bubba here. I'm excited to join Animalitia, and I'm pumped to be back making content. Finally, I think it's been six months. I'm ready to go. Well, we are pumped to have you. I am pumped to be back here as well, creating some content. Um, it just it just feels good to be creating again and making art. I think we both have a lot of ideas, and this is going to lead to a very interesting collaboration. Absolutely. I'm uh, pumped. Hell yeah. So, <clears throat> I don't know, like... I know that our listeners and our our followers and stuff have seen you before. I got a lot of messages and DMs and comments from um, those cult smashing videos we did. And they they loved you. They thought you were funny. Um, So, yeah, um, they probably don't know much about you because all we really have is those videos. So uh, introduce yourself a little bit to everybody and... uh, I don't know, give them a little bit of information about your background and uh, what you're into. Sure. <laughs> um, I'm Bubba, otherwise known as, my legal name is Alex Parkos. Uh, I'm from Burnsville, Minnesota. Uh, graduated in 2014. I'm 25. Um, hunting, fishing is my favorite shit. I love to do that shit. Excuse me. And then um, paranormal shit, man. That's my jam. I love, love, love paranormal shit. And I look forward. That's why I joined him, Animalitia, really. Because um, that's my jam. That's what I love to do. Awesome. Very exciting. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I think the content, the little content we've made so far mm-hmm. involving that stuff was, it was adventurous and it was ballsy. Uh, you know, let's not be modest here. So it was pretty badass, like what we did. Yeah. We just walked right into the compound of a demonic cult. Like we own the place. Yeah. We recorded ourselves destroying their shit. Yep. So there's evidence of it. And now it is posted on the internet. <laughs> How cool is that? We were doing the work of the Lord that <laughs> night. <laughs> and I mean, uh, you know. We found cinder blocks that could have been from the structure of the abandoned hospital. <laughs> we found that pile of bones yep. at the base of a tree, yeah. which was placed there intentionally. Yeah. Um, we found, didn't we? Do you remember those weird like manhole things we found in the middle of the woods? Yep. Excuse me. Yeah, yes. that was that was fucked up. Yeah, that. that <laughs> I think I thought they were fucking bombs or something. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> so anyways, that was just one night, one adventure. Yep. We got lots of content and lots of fun material. Um, there's a lot out there. I've been involved with this stuff for years, mm-hmm. urban exploration. Um, and I think what I like about it, especially the brand of like what we did that night was mm-hmm. like it it's a way to combine everything. Like it's adventure and action and mm-hmm. it's also comedy, but it's also scary stuff. Yeah. And 
you get the chance to go into these places that are reeking with all this history and like mm-hmm. a lot of it's very dark and it's interesting. Yes. It's, um, a lot of a lot of interesting history in this country and you kind of get to go and show people the the images of this stuff that they would not want to go and explore themselves. Yeah. And it's kind of gratifying to be able to show that to people. Like, do you do you agree with that? It's a it's it's amazing, and I think mostly it's an adrenaline rush. Um, I think that night when we went down to Fair Fairbolt, um, I mean, we thought there were people junkies, meth heads, yeah, yeah in the, <laughs> one of the fucking structures down there. So yeah, that that in itself, but. You know, the history and everything behind it is, it's it's fascinating shit. Right. So you and Jake and uh, some of the other guys in your group, like yeah. you guys went to uh, Pokegama or Pokegama, whatever it's whatever called. Whatever it's called, yeah. 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 Okay. So me and my buddy Joe, we discovered that place mm, years ago, mm-hmm. like maybe like almost 10 years at this point. Oh, wow. And it was really fun. Because we had, we were into urban exploration and we were trying to find all this stuff in Minnesota. We found some cool shit, but it was all in lockdown. Everyone's so fucking sensitive yeah. about everything. Yeah. So we found that play, like we discovered it through like some YouTube comments or something random. Yeah. Um, we <clears throat> like Google mapped the lake and then we used like uh, Google Earth to actually have a legitimate map mm-hmm. and we drove out there we parked at like the boat launch yeah um which is out in uh so for, for those of you obviously who aren't from minnesota <laughs> there's this town called pine city and it's like an hour and a half north of the cities it's out in the sticks and then pokegama is like this lake that is i don't know maybe like 10 miles um, west of Pine City, so it's like even farther in the country. Sure. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, there's this hospital that's kind of nestled in the woods in the lake, and it's kind of secluded. And it was called a, a TB hospital for patients back in the day. Um, there's rumors that that was kind of a cover up because um, back in those times, a lot of rich people who had children that were disturbed or um, you know, mentally disabled or uh, uh, mentally ill or whatever you want to call it. Um, they were kind of embarrassed because it, there was like a stigma and, you know, they they had uh, uh, prestige and wealth and mm-hmm. class, so they didn't want their children to be labeled that. So you would send them to a uh, TB hospital in quotation marks or something <laughs> like that. So your child wasn't mentally ill. They were, you know, sick and getting treatment. But, like, secretly it was, like, a mental institution mm-hmm. that was kind of, like, low-key. And, um, you know, we didn't treat the mentally ill very good back in those days. It was actually very sad and very disturbing. Mm-hmm. So the that hospital, it was rumored that was kind of what it was is it was a cover-up. Yep. But it also could very well be a TV hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Because that was obviously a, a very um, common medical condition at the time. So <clears throat> that was my favorite place up to that point because we actually got in. And we had we had gone into that play at that hospital right before. It got popular at one point and mm-hmm. we hit it like right before it got popular. Yeah. So we literally parked at the boat launch. We walked down the road in the middle of the night. 
and then we hopped through the window. Yep. And did you guys see all the doll heads in the ground? We saw that. Um, it's funny you say before, because we obviously, I've been there before all the other buddies went. And one time we were there, and I think it was ironically a Halloween night. Yeah. And we didn't put two and two together, and we ran into some other people there. And it, it, that place has been, that place is hopping now. Right. You know, so. And I think uh, one of the structures actually burned down. I uh, did hear that. Yeah. I think an ar- it was arson or something. I don't, I don't know if it was, if it was a squatter or somebody trying to keep warm or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It uh, <clears throat> could have been meth heads for sure. Oh yeah, out um, in the sticks. Right. It's they, they, it's just such a hot. Those places are such a hot spot for oh, tweakers yeah. and stuff, and it's it's so scary, and it, it's and it's yeah. the unpredictability factor. But also, it's like of if you were gonna go do drugs, like that's like the shittiest place yeah. you could do them yeah. in like some haunted like structure where yeah. a bunch of bad things happen. It's like why the fuck would you want to do it's drugs? Bad juju there, right? Yeah. No kidding. Well, no, that place is just so one. The last time we went, we actually pulled up into it, which probably isn't the smartest thing because it's technically trespassing. Right. What it is, what it is. Yeah. Um. And when your when your car lights hit that fucking building, it, it's intimidating. It, it's it's spooky. Uh huh. Um, and it, you almost start sweating. You get this weird eerie right. feel, feeling, like you're technically really not supposed to be there, but you don't feel. I don't know, wanted or I, I don't know the feel. I don't know how to express my or. Yeah, say what I'm trying to say, but right, I I I know what you're getting yeah. at for sure. Yeah. So like, <clears throat> for me, we were reading about it and whatever, and it's like, oh, this place sounds crazy because there's like, uh, uh, there's a church on the property, and yep. there's like the classroom and whatever mm-hmm. in the basement, and uh, yeah. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, just like everything else in Minnesota, we'll get to the outside of it and we'll just get to look at it, mm-hmm. and that's it. But like, we're like, holy shit, like we're we can get in like yeah. and like we're you know, there in that moment it's like yeah. i wasn't prepared for this like we're actually gonna go in and walk around mm-hmm. and like that was kind of when the that i i got that exact feeling you were describing mm-hmm. where it's like oh shit and um it's it's kind of it's i don't know if you're uh familiar with waverly hills i'm but, not okay well it's a famous tuberculosis hospital down i think in kentucky i don't know okay and for TV hospitals, it's famous. It's it's almost like a bat wing. Uh, the structure it's created like a bat, if that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know why. It's a they did it for the sun. I think for the sun because they thought the sun would cure TV back in the <laughs> right. day. Um, but when you walk in there and you walk down the hallways and you go in a room and there's a fucking chair just in the middle of the fucking room. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just fucked up, man. It, right. It, <laughs> I don't know what. And then when you go down to the fucking classroom with where the kids were, right? It's just fucked, you know. So I, I never made it that far, which has always been a disappointment. It, it's <clears throat> so honestly, the more time I've been there, yeah. I've gotten more comfortable. Sure. Um, I've been there like five, six times now. Yeah. Um. And 
I've always wanted to, you know, just keep going and going and going. And, you know, I've been probably in every square inch of that building now. And, nice. Um, it, it's, it's not a welcoming place though. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember walking through the rooms, looking at the, all the files and uh, yep. furniture and stuff. And, um, yeah, it was just like kind of walking around and it's like, man, there's so many corners here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where something or someone could be yeah. hiding behind. Somebody trying to get you. Yeah. That um, was that was something else. Yeah. But um all right. So um you okay. <clears throat> Let me digress for a second no here. Problem. So we have pretty big plans mm-hmm. for, obviously, we're going to do some local stuff yeah. and um, kind of get in as many different um, uh, places and stuff, exploration as possible. Yeah. But we have a very big agenda. Like, you want to tell everyone what our agenda is? Well, I think... The ultimate, the <laughs> ultimate goal. We The ultimate goal, I think, is going to Area 51. Mm-hmm. Um, but leading up to that is... Going to, you know, these small joints, going to these small places, but the end all be all is fucking going to Area 51, and I'm fucking ecstatic for that. I'm pumped for that. All right. Hey, Tom, you want to film this clip quick? Thank you. Sorry, guys. All listeners, we're just trying to get some BTS here. So, what do you think is going down at area 51. What do you think that the government's hiding from us? (laughs) I think the government is hiding a lot. I think they're hiding extra terrestrial or however the fuck you say it. I think ET fuck it is sitting there. wondering what the fuck he's doing there. And I think, uh, there's, there's some fucking UFO bullshit there. Um, the secret machines from the, Operation Paperclip. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know really what's there. I think, honestly, there's got to be something there. The, why the fuck won't they tell us, you know? Yeah. What is what is it? Well, what's the problem, you know? Well, it, it, well, uh, and the worst thing they do is they're like, oh, it's nothing. Like, don't be concerned about it. Bullshit. And it's like, well, now I'm interested. Like, yeah. you can't just like... Oh, no, no, no. Like, it's top secret stuff. You don't need to know about it. And it's like, well, now I absolutely do need to know about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, now you're just, like, antagonizing mm-hmm. me. So, yeah. like, let us in. We got to go there and we got to figure this out for ourselves. Do you think at, at, at any point in history or in the future, anybody, even our great, great, great kid, grandkids, <laughs> will they figure out what's there? Do you think people will someday figure it out? That's a good question. Um, I, I'm really curious what's going to happen because if you notice, they're slowly like releasing this information. Mm-hmm. So if you followed the UFO report yep. from like June, yep. which um, I wrote an article about it actually on animalitia.com. That's animalitia.com. <laughs> um, I wrote an article basically saying like, it wasn't going to be a big reveal. All they were going to do is acknowledge that this stuff's been happening. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. But you know what I find interesting? Like, you notice we're totally desensitized to it. Like, yeah. imagine being five years old or 10 or whatever, mm-hmm. and they the government released a report saying, like, 
There's unidentified shit flying in the skies, and we're admitting this. Yeah. Uh, we don't know what it is. No, it's not a big deal, but, like, it's there. Like, that's fucking huge. Yeah. But, like, people are so brainwashed, narcissistic, yeah. and, like, fighting each other over benign shit that doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, we're distracted. No one cares about this stuff anymore. Yeah. Isn't it? Like, you ever notice that? Yeah. And it's like, I feel like we're so desensitized that they'll kind of keep snowballing these slow releases over time, and mm-hmm. eventually they'll, it'll get to the point where, like, the president can introduce a fucking, like, alien monster, like, freak guy and be like... Uh, yeah, these guys have been working with us for years. We'd like to introduce them, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then people like won't even give a shit because they'll <laughs> be fighting about like, you know, the 27th COVID variant or whatever. <laughs> so that's kind of, if they ever reveal it, I think that's what will happen. It'll be these slow snowballing reveals. And then eventually people will just be desensitized. Yeah. And it will be like, uh, it will be, um, yeah, it'll it'll happen. It'll yeah. it'll be interesting though. That's a really good question. What do you think will happen? Um well, I wasn't it last year people were trying to over or get into the actual fucking It was September of 2019. Well, I honestly <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, so so I've I've told you I've been there, right? Mm-hmm, yep. Okay. So were you a part of that? No, 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 no. I did it before it was cool. Oh. I did it January of 2018. Okay. So let me tell you my tale of Area 51. And it's kind of funny because mm-hmm. actually this podcast started, like our very first or second episode was about the bum rushing of Area 51. Because yeah. I think we started in like August of 2019 and that was September. So we covered that immediately. And I was like talking about these people because I had been there, you know, and I'm like, dude, if you guys actually try to do it, you'll all be fucking killed. Yeah. Like, and it's not even going to be like a, well, a lot of the people were like, well, if we all do it, they can't because, you know, then they will be proof that they're hiding something. And I'm like, but dude, it's a military base. Like all they have to do is kill all of you and be like. They trespassed on a top secret military base. Mm-hmm. We told them they couldn't. They did. We killed them. Yeah. And like, that's going to be that. Yeah. And like, the people who don't believe in it are just going to be like, wow, those people are dumb. They tried to storm a military base. Whether like they were uh, about to <laughs> get into it or not or uncover something or not. I mean, that's all that would have to be done. Yeah. But so let me tell you this story. I'll try to do this one really quickly. Sure. So the nearest town is called Rachel, Nevada. It's like uh, two or three hours from Vegas. Mm-hmm. So before you get to Rachel, Nevada, um, there's this the thing called the Black Mailbox, and it's kind of a landmark. Okay. So I had to I had uh, Google Earthed and mapped and whatever, and I found out where the landmark was. Mm-hmm. And what it is is it was a big like black mailbox in the middle of the desert. And it was, like, 20 miles before the town of Rachel, Nevada. Like, you actually have to – what you do is you kind of drive to Rachel, and then you immediately turn around when you get there, and you hit the trip meter on your car. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as it gets to 20, you start looking for this mailbox, and it's on the corner of a dirt road that's unmarked. 
So when I was there, a bunch of occultists and ravers had like burnt down the mailbox, but I found the right spot. Yeah. So you go down this dirt road and what people don't realize is it's beautiful there. There's mountains and there's yep. like a massive field of awesome like Joshua trees, which are really cool. So we're kind of just trying to follow the direction these roads go and they're all unmarked and it's like there's lefts, there's rights and we're, I don't know, man, like we're going like maybe 50, 60 an hour, just cruising down these roads, sure, middle of the desert. And like, we did it for like a half hour or something. Like you're just going, going and going. And yeah. it's like, I have no idea how long it is. Cause it's like a maze, yeah. but it goes a long ways. So we got to the base of a mountain mm-hmm. and there's like a sign there. I have a photo of it. I'll have to show you, but yeah. it's like, uh, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. You are about to, uh, trespass on a military base. Um, no photography, like trespassers can and will be shot or something like that. Sure. So anyways, like we get out and we're like, holy shit, we found it. Like we're in the right spot. This yeah. is fucking crazy. Like yeah. kind of that yeah. uh, feeling you got from the hospital, but yeah. th- it's like, super exciting yeah and then there's like a drone flying above and i was like holy shit and then there's like a truck that drives to the top of the mountain we were kind of at the foot of and it was like and there's a dude up there and you know he's got a gun yeah and it's like holy shit it's like damn this is surreal (laughs) so we got to the point where like we got to get out of here yeah so we start driving and then all of a sudden out of nowhere like this uh fucking van it was a van or a truck i don't remember but it just like pulls out and it starts following us no shit right and it uh, it was like just a white color but it's following us and it's kind of like tailgating us and it's like well what the fuck so we speed up and it just it would speed up and we're like let's try to lose this guy see if he's really following us or not yeah we like take a left take a right take a left take a left take a right go straight like speed up slow down and like he was just on our ass the whole time. Mm-hmm. So there's like a period of like 10 minutes when we're flying through the desert mm-hmm. and we're like, dude, we're going to get fucking killed. <laughs> like, like we literally thought like we could have, <laughs> it was get, over. Yeah. Right. Like we're going to get shot out here. So we finally get up to like close to the highway and the dude just does a U-turn and he goes back in the other direction again. So almost like he was fucking walking you out. Exactly. To get yeah. the fuck out of here. Right. But so we got back from that trip and I had Google mapped to the best of my ability um, from the black mailbox where those like dirt roads went and yeah. how we traveled them. Yeah. And I saw like the foot of the, uh, the little foothill mountain we mm-hmm. were at right behind it was Groom Lake. So Groom Lake is like the epicenter of that. Mm-hmm. That's where like the runway is and stuff mm-hmm. and supposedly like the biggest facility. So we were like at the foot of the mountain and then behind the mountains, like a valley with yeah. like the runway and everything. Yeah. So we were so close. So like, yeah. um, but yeah, so I can take you there. We might not make it out. That's all right. But it's been a good run. Yeah. It's, uh, that's just the level of commitment we have to sharing our adventures with you and entertaining yeah. everybody. Yeah. And, um, you know, but um, 
It's undetermined when we will do that. We'll just have to sort it out, but like next year for sure. Mm -hmm. And there's also tons of haunted shit in Vegas. Oh, Um, yeah. Yep. We did. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no. No worries. We did. uh, There's a a ghost town called Goldfield, Nevada. I've captured paranormal footage there. We've done some walkthroughs of some scary shit. I actually have a podcast. We did a live podcast. My friend Cactus Jeff, who lives in Vegas, we did a live podcast from an actual like haunted hotel. Oh, like, dude. Yeah. It was cool. I always wanted to do that. Um, we interviewed these people. Um, they shared their like ghost stories, like locals and shit. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of the Clown Hotel? Yeah. Okay. So, like, that's actually not far from that either. From, oh, that, that ghost. haunted town. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. The Clown. Yeah. I've seen that on yeah. some. So Nevada has all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, dude, dude, I can't. That that's sweet. Yeah, isn't uh, the Ghost Adventures guy's museum out there? Yeah, Zach Baggins. Oh boy. Yeah, he's an interesting character. Right, for sure. Yeah, I've never been to his museum, but I've um, I've heard there's some pretty fucked up things there. Uh, yeah, that... like Ed Gein's fucking cauldron or whatever. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, the guy's definitely a collector. Yeah. <laughs> so what other areas have you explored up here in the Midwest or Minnesota, whatever? Um. So, uh, well, I don't care. You know, it is what it is, and they're not going to get me now. So we <laughs> went to me and my dad. Uh, I shouldn't say my dad. It wasn't my dad. It was me and my brother, actually. Yeah. My dad was back at the cabin, uh-huh. and we have a cabin up by Duluth, Okay, just uh, in Wisconsin a little ways, and me and my brother always found or heard of the, is it No, no Peming Hospital? It's a, it's a tuberculosis hospital. It's, it seems like a fucking trend tonight. Yeah. Is, yeah. is that the really famous one? Yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that's... That's a fucking notorious hospital in Duluth, Minnesota, or just outside of Duluth, um, for the tuberculosis, and it is batshit crazy there. There's fucked up stories there. The experiments they used to do for trying to cure tuberculosis or manage it. Um, we actually snuck in. Yeah. Uh, a little fence. Okay. We didn't. It was just woods. We yeah. didn't see any fucking structure, and we didn't want to get caught, so we fucking left. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we really didn't s- explore that very yeah. much. Um, other places, uh, been to the Rose, that Rosemount area. I don't know what the fuck. Oh, it like is. the uh, with those big the ass nuclear wall. missiles. Yeah, and shit. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what the story behind that is. Yeah, and, and then I think Fairbolt. Yep. There's a tunnel called the devil's tunnel hell's tunnel hell's tunnel yeah. uh, we've been i've been through there and then was that somewhere different than where we were so i've actually heard stories yeah that this said <clears throat> tunnel leads into that area right i don't know if it's true i i didn't really walk through there that much yeah so um, there's a there's a bunker in the back mm-hmm. that i talked about in the hill but like it was literally the darkest, scariest place I've ever seen. Like, really? Yeah, like broad daylight. Yeah. I like, I, uh, we shined a light in there. Yeah. And 
There's like a humanoid like goat figure in a pentagram. Really? Like, with these like fingers pointing. Dude. So I, I actually think that's where the tunnel um, leads either, to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like anywhere I've ever been in this country, I've never had worse vibes than like right there. Really? So like I will not go in there. Like it's. It's fucking hell. Oh, dude. You, you, well, uh, let me of, ask you. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. I'll, I'll you, I, I, I'm. I was listening to this podcast about portal. Do you believe in portals? Portals, like a a, a portal, like to hell. If that make like it, 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 I don't know what what. It's like a portal. It like okay. I, I don't know what I'm guessing. Right, I'm trying right. to say, it almost leads you to or it sends you to this weird place. It brings you to this different fucking dimension. <laughs> I'm trying to think. So. Yeah, I sort of understand what you're saying. So I'll kind of tell you what I think. So okay. I don't believe. So I don't believe in ghosts in terms of like what people, uh, mm -hmm. what like the popular theory is. Yeah. I don't really know what it is. Sure. Um, that's what's interesting about it. Mm -hmm. What I kind of believe, if I had to put something like to the best of my ability, that would be logical. Is like if you ever read physics stuff about the. Uh, um, dimension theories and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So in theory, like, and I'm a dummy with this, especially like <laughs> there's, there's the, uh, there's like the fiction side of it. And then there's like an actual science side of it. And I think there's potentially some crossover cause it's, uh, you know, reality is stranger than fiction. Sure. <laughs> like what the fuck is a black hole? Like, I don't yeah. want to think about that shit. Yeah. What the fuck is space? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazier than anything I could make up mm -hmm. in my imagination. But so, like, if there are dimensions and there's these, like, quote-unquote haunted areas where, like, uh, you know, haunted stuff happens, mm -hmm. what I think is it's like a interdimensional bleed-through where you're looking at something from the past, but because it's in a, like, a... A different like interdimensional plane or whatever yeah you're not seeing a physical manifestation of something but rather like think of it like a hologram mm. like you're sort of watching a clip of something mm -hmm. from the past because it's sort of like trapped in this like mm. interdimensional thing so like I've, I've i've tried to get into the real science side of it yeah and it's basically like if there's a thing that exists like a dimension mm -hmm. and you're in a dimension where there's like one behind you sure in theory like you sort could sort of like go back or like look back at it yeah. but that, that that's the the dumbest like bro science way i could exp try <laughs> well, to explain layman's terms right. really yeah yeah so like that's kind of what i think it is so like yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know if that answers no your question, it, it was but, good yeah 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 what um, were you gonna say before i cut you off Oh, so speaking of tunnels, have yeah. you ever heard of the mole people of Las Vegas? Uh, yeah, actually, I've seen it on YouTube. <laughs> okay, so this is another thing. So, um, my, I don't know if you saw our content or not, but in July, my friend and I, we actually discovered yep. those. Yeah. So that's another thing we could do. Yeah. And that shit's crazy. Yeah. Like, I was actually like, we were down there and I was almost like, I, we, this might not be smart. Really? Yeah, like it was because you have 
the people down there, and I think this isn't even like paranormal per se. It's more, I think, an interesting uh, version of journalism because it's a, a really crazy story that a lot of people don't know is happening in this country mm-hmm. where you have a city that's really clean and it turns out the homeless are living under the streets because it's dry. And it's sort of a mutual agreement. Yeah. Where they're like, we get people that want us, but we have this area, so we'll just make this our home. Sure. And then the city is kind of like, yeah, please do that. And mm-hmm. just, you know, we don't want you bothering people. And then, but you do what you want down there. Yeah. And there's these whole like trade and bartering systems yeah. and all these tunnels and these rooms. But then it also becomes a hot spot for criminal activity because mm-hmm. there's no law enforcement that's going to go down there. Yeah. And then there is the creepy, scary, occultist shit. Like, yeah. we found some fucked up stuff down there. Mm-hmm. There was, like, we found, like, a burnt backpack and, like, a bunch of burnt clothes. Yeah. And, like, um, the scariest story I've ever heard was uh, a homeless person that was interviewed who lived down there. Yeah. And they said they woke up in the middle of the night and someone was, like, tweaking on meth. Yeah. <laughs> and so they were, like, in a uh, physical entanglement with someone. Uh-huh. And it was like pitch black, so all this lady heard was like the screams and stuff. But Dude. I guess this this person was tweaking on meth. Yeah. And they started cutting. They like pinned this person against the wall, and they started cutting their fingers off. Oh. So this poor woman is like listening to it in the dark, and she's listening to this tweaker like, ha ha ha, you. Ha. <laughs> and he's like fucking sawing this person's fingers off, and this person's screaming. And, yeah. Like, man, that is... That's scary. Terrifying. Oh, fuck, I can't imagine Traumatic. Doing yeah. So... That's like some Richard Ramirez shit. Yeah, but... So I think that that's interesting from a journalistic standpoint because you're bringing something very crazy that, like, people don't know is going on. Like, that mm-hmm. sounds like the plot of a movie. Yeah. But it's very, very real. Yeah. And it's kind of cool to be able to bring that stuff to people's attention. Oh yeah, and it's not a political thing either, no. which is really cool because yeah. it's like, um, you know, you're not gonna, you know, anyone who sees that's gonna be like, this is fucked up. How's this? Ha- why is this happening? Yeah. You know, you're not. No one's gonna pick sides, and it's um, it's cool to be able to do that. What did did you feel? So you did the, obviously there is criminal activity down there. Is yeah. there? Is it? Like apartment, like people actually living there? Yeah, so what it is, is you've got the storm drain. Yeah. There's the main one, the tunnel, which is like really long and it just kind of goes through. Well, what happens when monsoon season comes? Uh, a lot of them drown. Like their shit gets rocked wow. because it they flood when it rains. Yeah. Granted, it doesn't rain much, but when it does, they're all screwed. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons it's so dark, like yeah. one of the dark vibes of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then, so there's these tunnel, little tunnels, like off the side of the main tunnel, mm-hmm. the main storm drain. And those are like, like you got to crouch down and kind of crawl in, but then mm-hmm. they lead to these rooms where you can, they're big enough to like stand up in. Mm. And that's when we found like little beds and like, uh, sure. Cl- clothes and bags and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they're fully lit too, you know, because there's like, I don't remember how they, why they were so bright in there. I think there was like maybe some sunlight uh, penetrating through maybe from the okay. 
the tunnel somewhere. Is but... it? I don't remember. Is I because I know of the Mopi. Is it under the strip? So it's all over the city. Like okay. the, supposedly the storm drains are a total of like two hundred miles. Oh, dude! And if you want to get really crazy, there's theories that they go to like other cities, mm. and there's like a underground uh, highway system. Jesus you know? Christ, dude! Which sounds crazy, but like I don't know. There's been a lot of like military people that have talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um. I re- I really do think I believe that you can go from Denver International Airport to Las Vegas under the street. Oh, I wouldn't surprise me. Or like um, the other mili- the big bases out in Colorado. Isn't fucking Elon Musk trying building the fucking deal in Vegas? Yeah, you got the first one. Um, I don't know when it starts or if yeah. it's already started, but it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, dude, fucking a. Yeah. That's a crazy city, crazy state. Yep. It is uh quite <clears throat> quite a reality yeah. we're living in right now. <laughs> uh man. Mm. Well, let's see here. So have you ever been to Taco Night Harbor north of Duluth? I can't say that I have. Okay, so that's one we could do. It's like an what's, hour. What's the story behind that one? So it's like a railroad and a harbor mm-hmm. um, on Lake Superior, and it's abandoned. I've been there once. It's cool, but like it's not like there's a ton of stuff. I sure. don't have too much on the history. Here, hold on. Let me look it up quick. Sure, go ahead. Um, what's it called? Taco. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. Right. Let's see. I'm going to read directly from this. <clears throat> In the 1950s, Taco Night Harbor was a bustling little town that sprung up along the shore of Lake Superior. Now it's a ghost town. In its heyday, it was a tiny two-block community built by Erie Mining Company to provide housing for the employees of the nearby Taco Night plant. 22... Homes were brought in on trucks and lined either side of the street in this picturesque village. Let's see here. 1957, the town thrived. Blah, blah, blah. Let's see here. Okay. 1970s, growing issue of taco night dust and noise pollution from the plant started driving away families. Many were concerned that the dust may have lasting health implications for their families. 1982, the plant hit an all-time low. The workforce was reduced to 100 employees. Many young families left the area. Blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Turned Taco Night Harbor into a ghost town. 1986, remaining residents were told the town was no longer to be supported. And so they would there, have to move out. There were people living there in 86. Yep. And 88, the final resident left, officially making Taco Night a ghost town. Damn. 
So this smells very suspicious to me because let me circle back here. Let's see, where was that? Um, okay, I want you to listen to this because this could be very, very important. Okay. Many were concerned that the dust may have lasting health implications for their families. So what we have here is we have a bunch of families mm -hmm. in the boonies on the harbor of a lake. Mm -hmm. This picturesque community and this dust from the plant starts causing health implications. Mm -hmm. And then these people start disappearing, start moving. Yeah. And then the last resident leaves and it's a ghost town. But my question is, what if there's people still living there and oh, they refused to leave their homes, they refused to be forced out of their homes and their community, Dude. and there's a small community of these people who were infected and they're still living on the edge of the harbor, Dude. but no one has gone in to explore and to find the truth. What if there is people there? And who knows? Oh my god. Who knows what this dust could have done? It could have It's gonna start another fucking global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> oh great. <laughs> Just what we needed. Yeah. But let's see. I don't know. There's more questions here than answers, and I think we need to get to the bottom of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So is there structures there still? Yes, actually. Let me see if I can find some. I took some cool, I did like some photos there. Sure. Um, there is a fence. I had to climb to get up on the, so there's like a railroad that goes from the plant over across the lake. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually kind of cool and it's abandoned. I didn't walk across it. They said like, oh, this is under video surveillance, but. Uh, I doubt it was. Yeah. It was in the middle of nowhere. Unless the... Uh, let's see here. But I got some cool photos of the railroad and stuff. Yeah. Let's see if I can find it. Got to look through all my awesome photos on Instagram. <laughs> That's Ben Arndt. At, go to Instagram. Search, <clears throat> search that up if you want to see my cool photos. And, uh, you know, buy my book when it comes out. We'll talk about that later. All right, so if you see this, you can kind of scroll through those. You can oh, te wow. tell everyone what you're looking at. So it's through a fucking rusty chain link fence. Yeah, by the way, I had to hop that fence and I fell off and I like cut my wrist on this rust. Did you get a tetanus shot? Nah, fuck that. Wait, so in the distance, <laughs> I just totally ignored the fact that you didn't get a tetanus shot. In the distance, I see, looks like a fucking mill. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the plan. Is that, a, can you get in there? So, I think you could. Like, when I went, um, there's all these warnings, but... I just don't feel like there's video cameras. So they're saying don't trust, essentially don't trespass. Right. Yeah. Bullshit. Who's going to go out there and enforce the law? That's true. Unless the people are still there. Oh. And they're fucking. They're lawless. Yeah. It's not, it's an uncorporated community. Shoot first, ask questions later. 
So what you're saying is when we go, we need weapons. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Okay. <laughs> Safety first. Yeah. That's, that's why, um, you know, this is us against all elements. That place looks sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like, definitely, like, worst case scenario, get some fucking cool photos. Yeah. Um, and especially with that like mill or whatever in the background, yeah, it just it's like some Walking Dead shit. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, that's <laughs> who knows what we're gonna run into. Yeah, there you who go. knows what's happened to these local people? <laughs> and it could be up to us to stop this second global zombie <laughs> pandemic. Oh, whatever, God. whatever came from that plant. You notice they like. What the fuck is taco night dust? Is that even a word? Is that even a thing? Is, is that what they named the city? That's what they called the, the... The harbor? The dust. But yeah, that is the name of the harbor in the city. Taco night. Is this a real thing? Tuesday's taco night. Oh, it's it's uh, mining. Oh, it's a... um some, It's something that... It's a type of iron that's mined. Oh, okay. Okay, but let's see here. Wait, so it's high in iron. So let's see here. What happens when you have too much iron? What happens when you have two serotonin, vitamin C, potassium, protein? Let's do iron. I don't like this. <laughs> Symptoms of iron toxicity. So these people. Oh my goodness. I don't know. It's just basically it kills you. Where the fuck was OSHA <laughs> back then? Yeah, I don't know, man. But <clears throat> I that, know that there's a lot of questions that I've brought up here, but we're mm. determined to get the answers. Yeah. Even if uh, that means... Um, us kind of risking our well-being yeah. and our safety. Like this is, this is what this show is about. Yeah. You know, us bringing this content to you. Yeah. So, like when I post, when I've posted this stuff in the past, I call it against all elements. Mm. Not sure if I'm going to roll with that. Not sure if you want to roll with that. But that's just kind of been the little slogan. Yeah. That I've called this. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of broad. Then it doesn't have to be. This is paranormal hunting, or this is, you know, uh, uh, it, it just allows it to be broad. It can I also be anything, right? Essentially, <clears throat> right? Um, exploring things yeah. and trying to present cool shit. Yeah. So, like, I also do these wilderness videos, mm -hmm. and um, which is fun too, because then it's like out in the nature. I can do these videos, and um, so with that, I always try to mock the. Uh, Man versus wild shit. Well, it was like when we went to the fair vault. <laughs> For sure. Before the whole cult thing, we went to where the hospital was. Right. And we didn't really find anything other than the bones and then the sign. Yeah. I mean, that in a sense was almost like the survivor, fucking survivor man shit. Right. You know? So, yeah. 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 And then it just gives an opportunity for more content. Yeah. And then it's, so it's just kind of like this broad umbrella. But yeah. Um, I really like to make fun of all those wilderness shows because yeah. it's always the same shit. It's like some 
British or Australian guy, and he's like, we've been out in the woods here for two days, mm-hmm. and we've ran all out of water, so I'm going to take the tip of my shoelace, and I'm going to scrape water driplets off the aloe leaves of this plant. And he's like fucking on a leaf with his little like shoelace like <laughs> trying to like move these water droplets around and yeah. like place them on his tongue and he's like this minimal amounts of hydration is going to be the only thing between me and death at this point it's like dude you've been out there for like 10 hours like calm down yeah <laughs> and it's like or he's like oh no the the fear of starvation starting to kick in so we need to eat something and it's like why don't you just bring a protein bar or almonds or whatever? And then he's like digging in the dirt. He's like, oh, beautiful little grub worms. <laughs> yep. They've got about uh, six grams of protein per pound. And it's it's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? The fucking cameraman's carrying a sandwich for him in the background. <laughs> yeah, they've got like a whole cooler they're pulling yeah. with them. Yeah, which is, that's the dumbest part. One of the dumbest parts of those shows is it's like, Dude, you've got like a professional camera crew. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you in that crew's like contract and their rider, like they all have like fucking, you know, fancy sparkling waters like we're drinking now and like <laughs> fucking, uh, you know, lunch fancy Lunchables. Yeah. Like the kind the rich women from Edina buy for their exactly. kids. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like the with the whole grain crackers. Exactly, and the, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I love making fun of that shit because I think it's so lame. And then it's, of course, like every time it's someone who's like British or Australian. Mm-hmm. So being like dumb Americans, like we just, because of their accent, we automatically assume they're smarter than us. Mm-hmm. So we add like 30 IQ points onto them. (laughs) So I always, I try to do the opposite. Like I try to be like the most meatheaded fucking American as possible. So like an example was me and my buddy were in the, we were on a mountain in Vegas and he like, (laughs) he scraped his ankle. Yeah. Like he ran into a rock and there's like a little drop of blood. So I was like, well, you know, like, I think the only thing that's rational is we have to amputate your foot so the infection doesn't <laughs> spread. Um, I don't have a cutting tool, but I have brass knuckles, so I think I'm going to punch you in the jaw and I'll knock you unconscious. And then um, I think I'll just take up huge rock and I'll just <laughs> smash your foot until it falls off. Damn. And then that's medical science. I think, <laughs> are you down for this? And he's like, yeah, just save my, just save me. Just save me. I don't want to bleed to death. And so I, I just love to make fun of that shit. That's good. I love it. That's funny. Yeah. There's, Americans can be morons. <laughs> but I want to embrace it. And, yeah, absolutely. And I like to think, this is why we have so many fans in places like India and Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Is they're like, fuck yeah, these Americans rock. <laughs> they tell it how it is. <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck it. This guy's like, it's like, dude, I'm not drinking my own urine. I'm going to fucking, I'll finish my last beer and then I'll just sit here and wait. Yep. Like, fucking, maybe a helicopter <laughs> will come by. Maybe. <laughs> Good guy. You never know. Yeah. It's All right. True. Don't forget about the beast of Bray Road in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. We'd venture out into enemy territory. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we were talking about that. Was it last year or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or like maybe in the summer. Yeah. All right, let me research that quick. Beast of Bray Road. The Beast of Bray Road, also known as the Bray Road Beast and the Wisconsin Werewolf, is a purported humanoid wolf-like creature allegedly witnessed in or near the rural community of Elkhorn, Walworth County, Wisconsin. I have a quick question. Yeah. Why the fuck is everything out in the <laughs> sticks? Well, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I don't mean to interrupt, but well, why is everything out in the woods? Well, because then you won't have cell phone reception <laughs> when you get chased. Yeah, that's a good point. And then, you know, if you didn't fill up your tank, of, oh, you, yeah. you could run out of gas. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> This is stupid. Fuck, everything's out in the fucking woods. Well, you know, maybe this werewolf guy, maybe like, maybe he like lived somewhere that got developed and then they just kept pushing him farther and farther out. It could no, be. No. Wait, wouldn't it be the opposite? Wouldn't he adapt and be like, you know, oh, yeah. oh well, like all these people are here. Like, well, I don't have my peace and quiet, so I'm going to eat everybody. Yeah. yeah, that's a fair point. It has since become a part of Wisconsin folklore and has been the subject of multiple books, documentaries, and a horror film. Okay, let's description. The Beast of Bray Road is most often described by alleged witnesses as large, between six and seven feet, with a humanoid-style body, covered in fur or hair, with a head resembling a wolf or a bear. It is purported to have been seen moving as both a quad quadrupod and a bio bipod biped so two feet and four feet right Tom, yeah quad quad is four okay and bios two yeah S something to that effect okay quadrupod i don't know yep okay basically so it would walk on four legs like a dog Let's see. <clears throat> All right. So uh, let's see here. So what I remember about this mm -hmm. is there's like a, a road in Wisconsin, like where this thing lives in this County. Yeah. And you do something where you like speed down the road and you park and you stop. Mm -hmm. And then this beast will kind of run out and like jump on the back of your car or something. So it's almost like the Bloody Mary bit. You have to do something almost to provoke it. That's what I remember. Huh. Okay. 14 facts about the beast. <laughs> All right. Bray Road is a country road in Elkhorn. So that's the road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Locals consider the beast to be a werewolf. <laughs> Eyewitness reports date back to the formation of the state. Most sightings were 89 through 91. Here is one woman's first-hand account from 1999. Let's see here. Hello, everybody. 
sighting account. Okay, we're gonna skip driving that. along Bray Road near Delavan. As she neared the intersection of Hospital Road, she leaned over to change the station on her radio when she felt her right front tire jump off the ground as if she had hit something. Concerned, she stopped the car and got out to see what it was. Finding nothing on the roadway behind her car, she began to look around. As she peered into the darkness, she suddenly saw a dark, hairy form racing toward her. Oh, fuck she that. Like <laughs> from the distance at which she was standing. But she did see the figure was quite bulky. Startled by the oncoming form and by the sound of its heavy feet, she got back into her car. She jumped in and was attempting to drive away when the beast jumped onto her trunk. Luckily, it was too wet for the creature to hang on, and it fell off onto the pavement. Doristine returned to the site later on that evening with a young girl that she was taking out trick-or-treating, and saw a large form on the side of the road. When she saw the creature moving, she ordered the child to lock her door and drove quickly away from the scene. She had no idea what she had seen, but wondered if perhaps it might be a bear, angry because she had struck it with her car. Regardless, she told a neighbor about the encounter the next day and showed her the scratched car. As word spread, more local people began to step forward with their own encounters with the beast, dating back to 1989. Okay. That's fascinating, actually. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Let's see. So she saw it twice in one night. Yeah. Damn. Ooh. Let's see here. Here is someone's first-hand experience. I'm going to read this. Okay. I lived in the town of Franklin, Wisconsin. This was about 97 to 98. We had just moved into a brand new subdivision and were currently the only house that was built. The rest of the area for a long distance was empty lots and what used to be the adjoining farm's old land. Our backyard had a running creek. On the other side of the creek was some brush and a single lane road with an old wooden street light that gave off an orange hue about 30 yards or so away. It was a warm summer night, and I was having a sleepover with one of my friends. We had all the lights off and were playing hide-and-seek in the dark. I went back into our sunroom and saw something crouched over illuminated through the brush and orange streetlight. I'm not sure how to describe its body posture. You know how when you're about to throw up and you hunch over on your knees and palms? <laughs> I was similar to that. It was similar to that. Its breaths were so deep and heavy you could see its chest heaving from that distance. We had a 140-pound Akita who stood six feet on its hind legs. I could easily tell that whatever this was dwarfed my Akita. I also know it wasn't any type of dog or wolf. Its hind legs were thick and muscular like a man's, but its body tapered at the abdomen and head like a wolf or canine. I called out to my friend who came over and just said, What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> trying not to make that much noise we sat there as it was hunched for a good 30 minutes my dad who was a hard ass Vietnam vet <laughs> oh. came out to see what the hell we were doing up so late we asked what it was and he just said I, I don't know he then went outside as we stayed in we were scared for my dad he had one of those old mega lights that had the power of a thousand candles and he took it with him. He stood in the driveway and shined it onto whatever we were watching. It looked back at us and I honestly don't remember its eye color. What I do remember is that when it took off into the brush, it took off upright like a sprinter 
from the on-all-fours stance. My dad heard it splash through the creek and hightailed it in. It was one of those fucked-up moments you don't really think about because people think you are crazy. When I heard about it so many years later, I immediately knew I'd seen it too. Hmm. <laughs> That's so, cool. Does this fucker attack people? Well, it attacked a car. Yeah. I feel like if it would attack a car, it'd probably attack a person. Yeah. So. All right. Let's see here. Um. Uh, why didn't that Vietnam vet just shoot the fucking thing? Why didn't he have a gun? Yeah. That was Wisconsin. Yeah. It's like, why is this? Badass Vietnam vet, like the only guy in Wisconsin without a gun. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do one more search for Wisconsin monsters. Okay. Phantom chickens. Fuck that. Phantom chickens. I don't like chickens. <laughs> See, there's a witch. I'm not into that. Pale Vampire of Graceland Cemetery. Mm. Vampire? Yeah. I don't know. Some gnomes. I don't... Fucking gnomes. <laughs> Jesus. Um, big feet. Ugh. That's overplayed. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, okay. Well, that gives us, you know, we got that harbor. Yeah. With the cannibals or whatever, the mutants. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got the the werewolf in Wisconsin. Yeah. That will lead us to Area 51 eventually. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some other cool shit we can find. Oh, yeah. I bet there's like, uh, I bet there's some good ghost towns like in the mining parts up north yeah um oh i found a we explored a abandoned mine in colorado in the spring but it oh wasn't, yeah i think i saw that yeah like the, we weren't able to get into the buildings or mm-hmm. anything but the crazy part was there's was a fucking like tomb and there was a mine explosion supposedly there's like bodies like buried in the tomb and Damn. stuff we were like on top of it that's crazy yeah and there's like a there's like some weird white stones piled by a tree, uh, so yeah. it's like some Wiccan shit or something. Oh, fuck when that. I when I googled it, but yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, I wonder that shit's spooky. Yeah, we'll never fucking get into Canada because of the pandemic purge. Yeah, the purge. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, Tom and I, we went through a ghost town in Nebraska. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How was that? How'd that go? Mm, it was uneventful, but uh, it's pretty easy to, like... Get to? See? Yeah, it's on the... Uh, kind of, like, right before the border of Colorado. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I bet Iowa's got some shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well... We should focus on the the werewolf of Wisconsin and the can the mutant harbor. I'm in. Yeah. All right. One hundred percent. All right. 
<clears throat> so you heard it here first, folks. We are going to discover, we are going to search for the infamous Wisconsin werewolf <laughs> and the mutants of the North Shore. <laughs> and if we survive these expeditions, you can count us in to go into the depths of Area 51. <laughs> I love it. And bring you everything we can, assuming we don't get shot <laughs> or worse. This is ex- exciting. I'm I'm all in. I'm pumped. Hell yeah. I'm pumped. What uh-huh. if we get probed at Area 51? Oh, no one's probing us. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> we'll like... We'll like... Uh, no, fuck that. We'll, we'll like turn into the Expendables at that point. <laughs> I'll be like... Oh, man. I'll be like... Uh, yeah, we'll just be like fucking fighting everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that'd be... That would turn into a fucking movie at that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. For sure. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to hit on? I can't think of anything, man. I'm just pumped to get this shit going. Yeah, me too. This is very exciting, yeah. and this opens up a new chapter for both of us yeah. and this organization. Yes. So I feel like this is a good place to stop for the night. We sure. hit on a lot of important stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah um let's do this again soon yes we've got a lot to talk about there's a lot of crazy things happening in this world oh yes and yeah we we will be back very soon and consistently we will bring you content that only you can find from our company So, this is Anna Militia, and your favorite independent journalists are out for the evening. Good night, everybody. Are you gonna go?